Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, love, and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. I hope you're ready to buckle up because you're about to feel super inspired, motivated, and connected today from today's guest speaker. And I know I say that a lot with interviews, but today's was just so special. We were vibing and I know we are going to feel the energy from today's conversation. And I bet you're going to feel like you're at the coffee shop or in the zoom room with us because that's literally how it went. I got to finally interview Courtney Meadows. We've been friends on Instagram for a while and She's such an amazing human, but she's also a badass coach, the CEO and founder of Never Settle Sister, a personal development brand that specializes in helping ambitious women master their subconscious mind to manifest their dream body, life, and or business through spirituality, manifestation, and fitness. She intertwines all of these topics so beautifully and gracefully and Inside today's episode, she shares her story of always having this knowing inside of her, how she built the confidence to go after it, quitting her corporate job and showing up online, how she handled jealousy or comparison during those those moments and times when we put ourselves out there and just speaking so much on her view of success, her view of manifestation, how she's handled the lows and the highs and There's just so much grace with this conversation and truth and more importantly, authenticity. I cannot wait for you to hear and listen. I believe so many, our industry needs more coaches like this who show up messy, who show up as their true authentic selves. And I know you're going to love everything about today's episode. So let's just dive into it. I hope you enjoy. If you do tag us, and let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Radiant Life Podcast. All right, you guys, this is going to be a really good episode. I know it because we've been talking for the last 15 minutes and I'm like, okay, we got to <laughs> let's get into it because this is such good stuff. So I have Courtney Meadows here and honestly, she is a badass coach. She mixes in fitness, mindset, and spirituality, and she is here to liberate women to live and manifest their wildest dreams. And she is the CEO and finder of Never Settle Sister, which is a personal development brand in just there's so much inspiration and wisdom that's going to come through today. I can feel it. So welcome, Courtney. I'm so excited to have you here. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to ha- happy to be here. And honestly, like the first 15 minutes, I was looking at you like, should we just start now? <laughs> there's so much. There's so much coming through right now. So yeah, I'm super happy to be here. I know, right? So we we this is our first time like Zoom interaction, but we've been in the DMs for years now, which is weird. Cause like you were in Delray, like you were here, which it's I so know. weird. It's like, how did our like worlds not collide? Which is like 
I guess it happened for a reason. I was not the same person back then. So oh my god, me either. (laughs) No, but um, I think it's just so it's so cool that in no not in person online connections can be so so aligned. But all right, let's start with you sharing a little bit of who you are, what you do, and like how did you get into this work? Because I know our stories are really similar. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this question. Um, very similar stories, similar background as you. I was in corporate America and I, we were just talking before we started about these videos that I would take of myself, just being really unhappy filing, um, working a job that just didn't feel like my passion. I just felt so stuck. Um, I felt so stuck in this, you know, and I was obviously really grateful to have a job, which is important if you're listening to this, right? And I was very grateful to have that job, but it just wasn't like my ultimate path in life. And the name Never Settle Sister came to me when I was like filing behind the scenes. And I'm like, one day I'm going to create this personal development brand for women and help them get unstuck. So it started as like, you know, a vision in in corporate. And then I had this realization that um, in order to become the kind of woman that I wanted to become, I had to grab two things and it was fitness and manifestation. I just realized that I had to get strong and I had to learn about like universal laws and how I could actually like get out of my situation. So then I became a fitness coach and I got into bodybuilding, which was an amazing experience. But if you're listening and you're in the bodybuilding industry, it can obviously turn into uh, extreme dieting and just, you know, it's not very, you know, the most spiritual path. And with my love for spirituality and personal development, I decided to kind of pave my own path in the fitness industry and combine manifestation with fitness. So then I got out of, you know, the bodybuilding, extreme dieting phase, healed myself, got master NLP certified, um, fell in love with the subconscious mind and kind of blended those worlds together, um, putting like that spiritual spin on fitness because there is that, and we kind of talked about this too in the DMs, but there's such a connection between fitness and money mindset and becoming your best self and worthiness and success and manifestation and all the things. Yeah. So I've never seen someone blend and speak spirituality and fitness and manifestation so powerfully. Like I've seen you in your, in your page. And I think it's, it's badass because it's either like one or the other. Right. And it's like, well, no, everything is about you. So how, how can you blend them in together? And I, I love how you share your journey of like, when you have a limiting belief or a negative emotion in your body and like your body holds it and like that before and after that you share, like whenever you go through those stages, I think it's so cool. Oh, so, thank you so much. Thank you. What, um, okay. So you were in corporate. So I, I feel like I saw your story once this is gonna I feel like a creep saying this but like did you get like a superlative that you were gonna be like a life coach or you had a vision board when you on your binder was that oh my god I love you so much yeah a couple <laughs> a couple different <laughs> iterations I'm like wait I did do that that did happen <laughs> I um so in high school I was actually pure helper of the year and I would carry around if anyone knows me from high school and they're listening they're gonna laugh but I would carry around this motivational quote binder in eighth grade. And I would ask people to like grab their highlighters and Hey, Tom, like want to highlight your motivational quote of the day. Like I was just obsessed with (laughs) like personal development quotes in like eighth grade. Uh, And then, yeah, even in corporate, I would get like, just like weird um, awards here and there. And I just like had this calling for like, I need to be a life coach. And I had never settled sister, like scribbled on old corporate notebooks before it was ever even like an LLC or anything like that. Wow. 
Yeah. So and that like, actually came from my mom. Like the word never settle. Like when I was young, I tell my community this all the time, but I would, you know, cry to my mom about like boys or whatever. And I'd be like, I just, you know, I feel so stuck. And I'm of course in like ninth grade, 10th grade. She's like, honey, never settle. Just never settle. And I'm like, okay, as long as I never settle, I'm good. So that's kind of where like the name never settle sister came from. Yeah. I love that. Cause that's what I was going to ask. So do you feel like you knew all along that you, cause you know, you got into corporate and I don't know about you, but like I fell into societal norms, but growing up as a child, I was very intuitive, very connected. I would have like very spiritual experiences that my mom believed and understood, but everybody else around me kind of like shut me down. And so like deep down, I always knew I was here for more, but I never knew what, but it sounds like you had a little bit more of that. Like I was not that type of person in high school or in middle school. So did you know, did you have that feeling or like what, when did you, I guess you start to really start doing some of this work to kind of lead you here or was it in corporate? Oh, I love that question too. Um, yeah, I think it was it, from as long as I can remember, it was always there. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's so beautiful about being a child um, before you are, you know, given all this conditioning from society, right? Like I used to love acting and I would love, you know, carrying around a quote binder and all this stuff. And then I kind of, I remember kind of being told, you know, you have to make money underneath someone else. Mm-hmm. And those things aren't realistic or, and it wasn't even really from my parents directly, just kind of like a belief system that was formed. But yeah, I always had this inner knowing of like life coaching, fitness coaching. And like, if you look at my favorite classes, when I was that age, it was like acting gym and psychology. And now wow. it's like, okay, take those three things. That's like what I'm doing now. So yeah, I think that people either have an inner knowing and they try to, they subconsciously suppress it. Mm-hmm. because of, you know, and you know, all about this, you know, they, we yeah. subconsciously suppress stuff or they don't really discover it because they don't even allow themselves to explore that to, purpose. Yeah. To go there. I feel like it's so funny. Cause I was obsessed with psychology in, in high school too. And I think we did those tests and I swear I got life coach. And I think I like laughed at that. Cause that didn't even seem like a possibility to me. Cause I was so told to like, I was, mine was my degrees in engineering. Like what? And it just blows my mind. Oh my God. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Engineering. Cause I was good at math and I had to prove to everyone that I was smart. Cause I was dumb in high school. Um, not dumb, just right. Just not, wasn't, that's not my learning style. Um, shoot. Where was I going with that? But, um, I, I think it's no, where was I going with that? Anyways. Wait. So, um, ugh the life coaching comment, you were saying like, you didn't actually think that you were going to be like, you saw a life coach and you're like, that's not who I really am. Yeah. I think like we doubt ourselves based on like others expectations and, um, just our society norms. And they're just like, well, who am I to do that? Or how am I going to make money that way? And so when you were in corporate and you started probably getting that like deep, deep nudge, I don't know about you, but like, I couldn't shake it off anymore. Like, how did you start to bring the pieces together of like, okay, this is time for a pivot or like, did you have a moment or was it just like day after day and then a breaking point? Yeah, I, um, oh, that's, it's so true for anyone like listening to this right now, that's navigating this because when you have a calling deep within your soul, um, especially when you're still self-soothing and you're still not on a healing journey, like you're going to do everything you can to suppress it. 
Yeah. And so I would try to suppress it. I would either overwork in corporate and I would like try to get to the top of the corporate ladder or I would, you know, be partying. And then eventually that calling just gets too loud that you physically and emotionally can't ignore it anymore. So then I would start, um, I would spend all my time like reading fitness articles. And I remember my hearing my boss's footsteps. <laughs> He's not going to listen to this, but that would be great <laughs> if he did. I heard his like footsteps and I would like have my NASM book open and I would just shut it and like rush it under my thing. And I'd go out on sales meetings. And after the sales meetings, I'd be like answering DMS and Instagram for my beach body business. Like, so I think it was like, I saw other people doing stuff and, and I was like, Oh my God, I want to do that. And it was like Paige Hathaway was like this bodybuilder. Mm, I'm yeah. like, Ooh, I want to be a fitness coach. And then I started looking at other women in the personal development space. And I was like, I want to do that. So I think it's about recognizing when you see greatness in other people, you only see it because that greatness is, is possible within you. Yeah. Mirrors. Everyone's a mirror. Yeah. I, I love the NASM story. I did the same exact thing. And then during lunch, I would, I would uh, block out a, a conference room and I would study and yes. they're like, the hell are you doing? And now they know. So I think what's, imp- I would love to hear your intake on this. How did you, cause I struggled a lot with like comparison and jealousy. And I had at one point in my life, like I had to be like, well, if they can have it, why can't I type of thing? But like, how did you, okay. Did you ever experience that? And if you did, like, how did you navigate it? And how did you build a confidence to start going after becoming the fitness coach and doing bodybuilding and all the coaching that you've done now? I feel like the first thing that came to my mind was competence. I think Brendan Bouchard said this, um, but competence builds confidence. So I just remember thinking Mm -hmm. to myself, like the more that I become competent in this area of mindset and like of learning how to like help myself and and get myself unstuck, even stepping into that version of myself, like 0.02% per day, it ended up building so much confidence over time Mm -hmm. because I finally went to bed knowing that I, all right, even though it's a small step, I finally took a step. And mm. I think that's so important to, cause that starts, you know, you start having this tunnel vision. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and you start realizing like, oh my God, I can get unstuck. Confidence is something that I can build over time. It's safe for me to show up when I'm not fully 100% confident. And then you end up gaining the confidence. And of course I had jealousy and I would see other people you know, living my dream life. And then I just started shifting, you know, if they can do it, then why can't I? And, you know, we all are able to step into our greatness in our own way. So that was also something I was like, okay, maybe I won't do it the way she did because the success can be modeled, but like I can do it my way. And then over time you end up waking up being like, wow, I'm like really getting myself out of this situation and into this life that I want. And I'm sure it was you probably went through that too, where like yeah. confidence started kind of slowly building and you're like, oh, the fog is lifting. <laughs> I can see clearly. Yeah. It's like baby steps. You don't see it until like you're there and you're like, oh, and then the opportunities come and you're just like, mm-hmm. like the, the opportunity of being a personal trainer blew my mind. I was like, okay, I did not expect this to happen so fast, but it was because I committed and I decided and I told like, my energy and frequency was so serious about it that like, it was like, okay, cool. You asked here it is. Yes. And I think that builds a confidence because that's how I started learning about manifestation. So did you, cause I know like you're very spiritual and I like, I love everything you share about, did you know all that 
not all, but like, do you know about manifestation when you started your health and fitness journey? Or is that part of that journey of like who you become now? Yeah, that's, um, that is actually something I was just writing about on my sales page for spiritually shredded (laughs) is the day that I got, um, my CPT, I took a photo of, you know, you passed and also a, um, Abraham Hicks book and on manifestation. So it was kind of like my manifestation journey deepened when I lost my cycle for a year from Mm. extreme dieting. That was really when I realized, okay, I'm down a bad rabbit hole right now with extreme dieting and I need to throw myself into spirituality more than I ever have before. And then that was when I started healing and I, you know, really went deeper into it. But manifestation was something that I had started studying when I was like 15, 16, because I knew that like that there was, I knew that I was going to have to like learn that stuff. Eventually it was just this calling of in order for me to become a, such a different version of who I am right now, I, I need something bigger than myself to like help that me make so it cool. happen. Yeah. So like a really deep knowing, did you have, how was your upbringing? Like I grew up in a Catholic church. Um, so that's yeah. why it was a little hard for me to first, I had to do a lot of unlearning of religion and my connection to my spirituality and like were, did you have a similar upbringing or was your family yeah. more spiritual? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, grew up in a Catholic church as well and Catholic school. Uh, I left <laughs> oh, Catholic man. school. Yeah. We have so much in common. I know we click this, so hard. This is so crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, like the amount of, uh, unlearning that I, and I didn't realize that that's what I was going through. I kind of thought that I was just confused, hmm. but really I was, unlearning the things that I learned there and not all of it was bad obviously it made me who I am today but I started realizing like my beliefs are that in the sky there's literally like God source and and universe yeah and if someone believes in one of those or they believe in all three or just two it's all just you know a higher power and I remember thinking like is it okay that I believe yeah. this? Is it okay that I have a sin right now? Like, am I good? And then it, that was, you know, what you went through too, knocking down, you know, those barriers and that wall and kind of being like, well, what do I actually want to believe, mm-hmm. you know, and, and integrating that new belief system, which can be really overwhelming when yeah. you're new to it all. Cause you're it, like, what's going on? It seriously was. And I feel like because of my fear of my fear growing up of like, don't sin or all these things that like cut off my relationship to, to God and to the universe and like the, the power it like, it's here, it's here for us. I mean, like, why, why are we on this earth? I don't know. Like, don't get me into that topic because like, sometimes I'll get lost staring in the sky. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> me fucking too. Like every day I'm like, I'm just spinning on a rock. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so trippy. And so it, there was a lot of unlearning. Was there anything that like because I know a lot of listeners feel that way and they're either on their journeys or they've done the same things. Was there anything specific that did support you in the unlearning and like re-choosing of what you believed in? I think that it was probably um, maybe the belief system that like it was okay to break the rules. Um, I kind of remember thinking like my relationship with God source universe is not supposed to fit into anything. It's not supposed to fit into a box. And so I started being like, even if I don't follow, you know, this specific thing, it doesn't mean that I can't still have that relationship with God's source universe. So I think it was about like sitting down and asking myself, like, 
what kind of relationship do I want to have with God's source universe? And I wanted to have a really fucking chill one. Like I cuss with yeah. God all the time in my journal. I'm like, Hey, stop. I haven't talked to you in like three days, but like, I really need some backup. So please <laughs> send me like a fucking sign. Cause I'm dying here. And to me, that's like my, you know, that, that works for me. And it, and it wasn't always that way. It was very structured, but I think what is so cool about spirituality is when you color outside of the lines in your religion mm-hmm. and you realize it's safe for you to do that, you start breaking rules in business and you start breaking rules in relationships and you start just being more, okay, I can be multidimensional. I was raised this way, but it's yeah. cool to like chill over here. So, and like yeah. do what my heart's calling me to do versus what yeah. I'm expected to do. I definitely want to go in like breaking the rules and the success and the success side in a moment. I, I want to touch on, cause I know we were talking about this before, like the manifestation. Cause I don't, I don't know about you guys. I see on TikTok all the time. Like, just do this, say this affirmation. And it's, and there's a, especially around the relationships. It's like, say this affirmation and your ex is going to be crawling back to you. And it's like such a like manipulative, like toxic positivity or toxic energy. And I feel like it's putting a little bit of like a, ba- a bad connotation around manifestation. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. What are, what are your thoughts on that? What, what have you maybe seen? And like, yeah, tell me your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I, it's definitely like across the board right now, this kind of, you know, toxic positivity, I don't really even want to call it toxic positivity, but just kind of making it seem like you can snap your fingers and like, you know, all of a sudden everything is going to shift for you. And, um, you know, lucky girl syndrome is a big thing now (laughs) where like I wake up and I just say in the mirror, I'm lucky and like, it's good. Right. And I like the premise of people trying to spread the, you know, awareness around manifestation. But I think that the biggest thing with manifestation is realizing that like everything's happening for you in divine timing, you know, ask and it's given. Mm -hmm. Um, and the best way to manifest is to be yourself. Like anytime I start like subconsciously becoming someone I'm not, and I'm trying to call in my desires, like the very basic principle of manifestation is like, I always shift into like just tapping into my authenticity. And that Mm -hmm. always like shifts everything for me. So I think when you're looking at that content and you get a little feeling like, eh, it doesn't feel good to me. It's just, it's not something that you're meant to bring with you on your manifestation journey. Oh, you know, I so that. I would, yeah. I would take your time with learning manifestation. I would read books and hire a mentor and just realize that you're going to be on the journey for life. So there's no <laughs> I need say to that. like, five, four, three, two, one, boom. Where is it? You know, it's like, like it's a, nev- it's a never journey. Ending journey, never ending. What, um, Oh no, I thought no. Okay. It'll come back. It'll come back. Okay. I guess my other question was going to be, um, what do you, I know you talk a lot, you share a lot on mirror work. Is that like your best or your most fun, (laughs) enjoyable way of coming back to yourself? Or what do you like to do to kind of regroup and be like, Oh shoot. Am I embodying who I truly am to be able to get back in that vibration? Yeah. I, um, I love mirror work, but that's something that I probably started doing a little bit more like a year and a half ago. Uh, But I feel like the biggest thing, like right when you were talking about that is journaling. Mm, Journaling for me is just, it really, and it really hits, it really hits me hard personally, but I always tell my clients, like, I don't ever believe in like one. And I know you're the same way because we think so like, but I don't believe in one manifestation method. And depending on like where I'm at in my journey, like maybe it's EFT tapping. Maybe it's time travel. You know, I love visualization. Um, I love hypnotherapy. Yes. Uh, and then sometimes I just need to watch a motivational YouTube video with really masculine energy 
to kick me into gear. So it just, I think that's so cool about putting your hand on your heart, like, okay, what manifestation method do I, you know, want to be doing right now and realizing that you get to always kind of shift and pivot. But if I had to pick one, like journaling is a game changer for me. Like, I love it. I love that. It's something I talk a lot with my clients and I share in my programs is like, this isn't like do all of this at once. This is showing you different modalities for you to tap into, to see what works for you. And every time maybe something different. Um, I've, have you ever experienced like with journaling? I remember my first like business mentor was like, I forget what she said. She was like, right. Conscious mind and subconscious mind. And she's like, you'll see both of them kind of come out differently. And I never understood that once until I was journaling once and my handwriting completely shifted. Have you ever experienced that? Yes. Yes. I didn't do that exact exercise, like, but I'm going to have to do that now. I'm going to message you and be like, oh my gosh, this is nuts. But uh, yeah, so I'll do, um, what's the, I don't know what the actual word is, but basically where I'll say, all right, God, source, universe, speak through me. And mm. I will do quick, like quick journaling and I won't pick up my pen and I won't you know, just read goes. It or anything. It just goes. And it's crazy what it looks like. I'm like, oh my God, is that even me? This it's is like crazy. pigeon scratch. It's like, what? yeah, I'm like, I think I, I use words like that, but it really is crazy. Like writing hits the subconscious mind differently. It's way different than typing. Yeah. Uh, and it's so crazy what it can pull for you. And like, one of my favorite things with journaling is when I'm manifesting something specific, I'll always tell my clients, like grab your journal at the end of the day, and basically scan your environment for proof that it's working. Ooh, that is so if I'm good. like selling a, if I'm like selling a program or something and I have like story views, I'll like grab my journal and be like, oh, you know, Oh, it's working. I shared my program today and I have story views and I love the women that are watching my stories. It's so exciting. So it's like really proving to yourself that it's working and that you're tapping into your subconscious, which is awesome. Yeah. I love that. I like asking for like a sign too. I'll get some random ass ones and I'm like, okay, like you're listening. Hi, you're here. <laughs> yeah. It's asking for signs is the best. Yeah. It's like, I've had moments where my, my jaw has dropped the, like one, a few months ago was like a yellow bouncy ball. Don't know where that thought came from. And I was like, I doubt I'm going to see it. And I'm scrolling through Instagram and there's literally a yellow bouncy ball. And I'm I ran to Evan. I was like, this is a yellow bouncy ball. Because <laughs> I wrote it down. I wrote down the sign I was asking for to like not forget, but also not think I was crazy if I did see it. And yeah, it, it, I just think it shows that like it's always working for us. It's it's so crazy. I don't know. Sometimes I it blows my mind every time, even though I know it to experience yeah, it. It's like, crazy. Yeah. And I think that's, what's cool too, is like, even when you're new with manifestation, you know, manifesting a cup of coffee, I know you've heard this, right. Being in the industry, it's like manifest a cup of coffee or like a parking spot or a sign because it makes you feel confident. Oh my gosh, my thoughts create my reality. Like this is really working. And then you feel confident manifesting the bigger things, like specific amounts of money and like specific partners and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Just going bigger and bigger. I still get mind blown when my clients will have crazy manifestations. It's like, I know oh, this yeah. works, but I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm just saying, like, even at this stage, like with how many people we've worked with, right. I'm like, oh my God, this is not, you just manifested that. She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, <clears throat> I mean, this is your norm. <laughs> like you're good. <laughs> It just, it just feels so cool until like, honestly, I know you probably feel this way, but like to be a coach supporting women on this journey, like I feel so privileged. I'm like, thank you for this purpose. Like, wow. Wow. 
Yes. Yes. I always joke with my clients. I'm like, thanks for letting me walk around your subconscious with you. And they're like, that is what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, it is. That's what we're doing. Walking around, you know, looking at the belief system, but yeah, that's what I think. I think that's what we were talking about at the beginning is like when you have that pull towards a calling Uh or something, that sentence you just said, you know, you feel that because you're living your purpose and that's like such a beautiful place to be, you know? Yeah. I like genuinely think everyone listening knows I say this all the time. Like what, we're all uniquely different. We're all, we all have different desires and because they're meant for us to birth them. And if we don't, we're doing a disservice to our souls. And I think the world, because like my idea is different than yours, even though we're like in such a similar context of like what we do, but we do it so differently. And I think people aren't, they're slowly waking up to it, but like we've grown up in a society where it's just been no, you do the same thing and you work the same job and like very robotic. And it's like, no. Yes. Oh, he just reminded me of a belief system that I had to rewrite. It was like, if, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Oh, oh. And that has been like in business, it's been a big one that I'm like, huh, I wonder why I'm like, oh, okay. I need to rewrite this because society does make us feel like if it's working and you have a paycheck coming in, be grateful. You're good. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes you're not you know, sometimes you're, and and especially when you're getting sick a lot or when you're having Mm. a lot of gut issues or you're really tired or you're really irritable, it's like your body is basically rejecting the life that you're trying to shove to it. It's exactly like how many signs do you need? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With that, I probably had something very similar. I can't remember the time. I know like something like I don't even know what the exact belief was, but yeah, I felt like you weren't supposed to love your job and be fulfilled in it. Like it just like, that doesn't work. You either work or you work for free with something you love. Like you couldn't have both. Um, And I feel like, well, we've both definitely gone against the grain and definitely broken a lot of rules. How, like, how was your experience around that? Did you have a lot of supporters, like family and friends, a lot of haters, judges, like what, what's been your experience around breaking the rules? (laughs) Yeah, I um I did not have a lot of haters that I know of. <laughs> uh but I definitely had, you know, a story when I first was doing it like what are, like what are people going to think? Yeah. What are people going to think that saw a different version of me when I was pre-healed, you know? And then one of my favorite quotes is like don't let anyone bring out the pre-healed version of you. And so I always would remind myself like no matter what someone says, no matter what someone does, not only is it a projection of them, but also like it has nothing to do with me. And at the end of the day, I'm still like showing up for my dream and my vision. So I always tell like my clients, they're like, I'm going to share, you know, I'm a coach for the first time. What do I do? I'm like either mute anyone that is going to make you wear a mask or unapologetically claim that the people that are meant to rise with you are going to rise with you. And the ones that aren't are going to naturally fall away. Like I love when I post something controversial and I lose followers. (laughs) I'm like, Ooh, I'm making traction. This is I think it's so funny. I've had to build that relationship though. Cause I was very, um, Oh yeah, me too. I didn't want to like ruffle feathers, which is so interesting. Cause high school Tatiana didn't give a shit. Like what you thought of me. Like I was, I, that was unhealed anger and like <laughs> fuck the world type of energy. Um, and then it went to the complete opposite where I was like, I don't want to insult anyone. And then now it's kind of like, okay, well you either ride with me or you don't. And if you don't, that's okay. Because right. I'm not for everyone. Yeah, I love that. And I think that it's a decision that every woman has to make when they're when they're rising and just realizing like it's safe for me to rise 
and whatever mm. is meant to come is going to come. Whatever's not is, is not. And like, again, it's like at the end of the day, when you're showing up for yourself in that power, you almost don't even notice that stuff as much. Cause you're riding this high of like, Oh, I did it. I took action. Yeah. I am getting myself unstuck, you know? So, and, and the more that we rise, the more we're inspiring other people to rise too. Yeah. So, my old mentor yeah. used to say that, like we change the world by first changing ourselves. It's yep. the only way to do it. Was there ever a moment for you or like a goal or reward that it was just like, oh my God, this is working. Or it really just solidified the trust in yourself and in the universe. So like, was that more of a gradual thing or was there just ever a moment of like, yeah, I'm fully believing in this and I'm going to keep going. Yeah. I, I, the first thing that came to mind was, um, in the peak of quarantine 2020 was when I manifested my first, like absolutely out of this world specific manifestation. Like to this day, I filmed a reel on it and I shared it on my page, but I was living in my parents' basement and my mom's like, stop calling it a basement. It's very nice. I'm like, mom, <laughs> come on. It, it, I wasn't, I was in the last level, but I had quit corporate, uh, you know, my safe cushy job and uh, quarantine hit. And a lot, like a lot of us, I ended up moving in with my parents and I just threw myself into manifestation. You know, I was literally down there journaling and visualizing, meditating. I was doing the utmost and I had a specific manifestation hit like to the day, to the dollar. It came in at midnight. It was just this moment of me just in complete tears, like this works. And I rebranded mm. my entire business in 2020. I was like, nope, I'm not doing this fitness coaching in this way. I have to, you know, I have to go all in with this, but it was, it was a gradual thing too, because I wouldn't have done all that stuff if I didn't already manifest the little stuff, if I didn't already, okay, yeah. manifested this raise and manifested this cup of coffee. And then I got more confident and I got more specific. And the cool thing is when you're doing a specific manifestation, if it doesn't happen, you're fine yeah. because, you know, so once I practiced non-attachment, that mm-hmm. was when things really started working. Cause I was like, I'm going to play it like a game. Let's yeah. see if this freaking happens in my parents' house. And it did. Cause I was just like, you know, going with the flow. What, what about you? What was like your experience? Oh my goodness. Um, I think like just opportunities when I was first in fitness coaching, like, well, the personal training and like I, how I manifested my apartment in Florida, like I never visited Delray. And my friend randomly just emailed me one day and I was like, go check it out. And the next day I signed a lease and I had been speaking probably for like eight months. I'm moving to Florida. I know. Right. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm moving in a month. Like now it's actually here. And so that like, that was like the big moment, right. Of like this shit freaking works. Cause that summer before in 2017, I read the secret. Yes. And I was like, okay, let's, let's see what this is. So I did like little gradual things. Um, and I, I think it's the wildest thing. The the uh, releasing attachment has been a journey for me. It's definitely something I've now learned the hard way, unfortunately. Um, and I even shared that in a podcast episode once because like last, even 2022's goals, not all of them manifested yet. And like, I didn't make it mean anything. I went through a year that I never expected I would have gone through. So I was like, there's a reason why it didn't happen, but I also manifested things that I would have, I could have never imagined in January, like me getting back together with Evan. Like, and I think it's learning the duality of this is what I desire. And okay. I trust that it's not this and something better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge theme. And I went through that too, where I was like, oh my gosh, why aren't things happening faster? Maybe I'm just not meant to get to that next level. Yeah. And one of my favorite things is like, 
we're always given what we can handle. And so that's why I think self-care and self-love is like so important because when God's source universe sees ourselves, you know, doing the self-care and having self-love and having compassion and not like beating ourselves up, they end up sending even more abundance our way, you know, because if, and I went through the same thing, like I have certain years where I'm like, oh, the focus was supposed to be this. Yeah. And GSU is like, no, no, no. The focus is healing your shit. I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is great. Well, yeah. Where's like the other stuff? Like, where's the other, where's the rest of the abundance? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's so, like, yeah, well, you'll get it always, yeah. Once you heal, um, which is something I went through, I know you've gone through to the healing journey and I'm like, oh, this fucking hurts, but I know it's it making hurts. me stronger. <laughs> Yeah, I actually had to do a lot of work around that too. Like I can create massive, um, a massive movement or like, you know, massive waves, even when I'm a work in progress, because so many people are like, oh, and I'm not fully healed. So like, I shouldn't, I'm like, no, 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 show up. I don't care if you're 1% healed. You're good. Just like you're ready to receive. (laughs) I I admire you a lot for saying that and you sharing that because I know you share, shared a lot and it was hard a little or a lot for me to share, especially like during our breakup. Cause it's like. I'm a coach. People are supposed to look up to me, but I also show up online. Like, I feel like a phony. How am I, how do I say I help women when I'm going through a breakup? Like I couldn't even hold a, like all of these ego yes. negative thoughts. Yes. How do you, how have you, I've learned to quiet that voice, but like, did you do anything special or is it just like learning through those, those journeys? Um, I, I, I think I'm still on that journey and I'm never not going to be on it because every time I go through something new, I think about my clients, like my ideal clients in the mm. back of my head. And that actually motivates me because I'm like, all right, court, you got to pull yourself through this because mm. this is going to be a story that you're going to share eventually. And so yes. then I, you know, turn the lights off, light candles. And I'm like, all right, let's get to the root of why I self-sabotage this and why I got triggered by this. And just realizing that um, the people that are meant for me are going to be inspired and the, and the ones that aren't are going to fall away. But also like, you know, I had to do a lot of work around, oh, don't overshare because mm-hmm. this is going to happen. And then I'm like, well, let's look at the evidence because success can be modeled. When did I feel the best in my business? And for me, it was always when I would post something and be like, oh, I can't believe I just admitted that. Why did <laughs> I say that online? Why did I say that online? Is that going to be there forever? You know? And then I put the phone down. I'm like, it's fine. Those are the moments where I'm like, and those were actually my biggest manifestations. So I think it's cool to like rewrite and be like, okay, the more authentic I am, the more mm-hmm. money and the more, more importantly, like the more souls I can help. Yeah. Impact. So. I love that you said it. it really is a journey. I've learned to, when I say like quiet her, just for those listening, it's more of like, I've, I, I, I've learned to discern when that's getting like triggered and riled and how to hear her and like acknowledge that part of me. That's like not feeling good enough or worthy enough. Cause those are like two of the core beliefs that I've done a lot of work around. Um, but I agree. It's never ending journey. Cause every up level we go through, there's that little voice that's going to say something. And I agree. Like when I share, of course, the most viral videos that have gone of me are like me crying my breakup. <laughs> yeah. And I always like, will DM you and I'm like, you go girl. That was so amazing. Cause like we both had that same, you know, like, um, value. Yeah, so yeah, showing that's up. what I love about your brand too. I'm like, Oh, look at her go. Look at what she's putting out into the universe. This is awesome. And then rather like other people are like, everything's perfect. I'm like, well, my life is not perfect. (laughs) Yeah. I'd rather be like showing you the messy and that I'm a human versus like coming off. Yeah. Fake really is really what it comes down to. And I feel like people can feel that energy. And I love, I love that your brand isn't just about 
creating a perfect life or creating money or like wealth and success. It's like creating happiness, which comes with that, like with wealth and, but everyone has wealth and success in different areas. What I know we were talking a little bit about that before, like I had to do a lot of rewriting of like what success looked like for me. Cause at first it was the corporate ladder. And then at first it was hitting certain income months. And then, you know, our subconscious mind's wired to constantly seek more. So it's like, how can you, you have to really like be happy and content and present. I've had to learn this like the hard way while still feeling the success. Like how, how, what was your journey around rewriting success and what that means to you? Yeah. I actually just talked about this on my stories today because I was talking about it with a client in Voxer and, um, for me, I had to redefine it because I had to make it about something that was not tangible. And I recommend that for everyone because why would someone, you know, keep going after a dream if they were labeling themselves as I'm not successful. So I had to realize that as long as I wasn't turning around on the woman that I was here to become, I was like, damn successful. Mm. Because at first I thought, oh, if I don't have this amount of money, if I'm not making this much, if I don't have this business model, this or that, this or that, then I'm not successful. And then obviously I was attracting more of that energy in my life. Like, you know, Hey, you need to like, look at this and heal it. And then I started realizing like success for me is like happiness, Mm. freedom, you know, and like being really passionate, not having any rules, like loving my life, genuinely loving my life and like sharing my vision with the world. And when you can activate that feeling, and you know, this with like NLP, but when you can activate that feeling within you, you start bringing so much more of it into your life. So it's it's like, that's like you end up getting both anyways. Yeah. It's that quote. It's like, happiness brings success. Success doesn't bring happiness. Like you, it's all about your internal state. And I mean, think about it. Some of the happiest people in the world have like nothing. America is like one of the unhappiest countries and we have so much, like so much. And yeah, it's not enough for people. And I, I love that you said that just you, not just income, but, or, or, you know, follower numbers or all these things. Like, it's like, if you get to live the life that you desire, whatever you choose that to be, like, that's what brings your happiness. And that's what brings your success. Yeah. Yeah. I think that everyone should write like a, like a manifesto, like a five-year mm. Even if you want to get crazy with it, it's going to change a lot, like guaranteed, but you can write even a 10 year. I wrote a 35 year old one about eight years ago and I still read it. And it's funny because I didn't talk about specific numbers in there. I was just talking about like, I own a X amount, like, um, like size wise personal development brand for women. And I'm living in Costa Rica. I never wear shoes. I'm covered in tats. Like all this, like, I love more like embodiment stuff. And that's what I think so important is like, even if your success looks different than someone else's, even if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're successful because you're, you're making yourself better. Yeah. Like you're already on the up and up. (laughs) You know, every time I read a book or listen, I'm like, okay, I'm growing, I'm rising. This is good. I'm successful. So, and just feeling like that worthy and good enough moment now, because if not, it's never gonna. Right. Yeah. Meeting yourself there. Yeah. Have you ever read the book, happy pocket full of money? That's right. That just popped into my head. No, but I I heard it's amazing. I think you should. I got so many signs to start reading it and I was like, okay, I've seen it like three or four times. Um, and, and just, I mean, it's, I know you'll know all of it just based on everything that you already know, but um, I love how he brought up 
just creating like he, what did he say? How many, at least a hundred goals, but not like goals, like just milestones, like paint the picture, right? Like maybe it's not income wise, but it's wearing, getting this red dress or Louis Vuittons if you're into that. And it's like all these little things are constantly allowing that to the universe to bring it to you in so many ways versus just the, I want a business or I want a six figure business or whatever X, Y, Z. And it, you're not blocking more. Like, why do you want those things? And I don't know that just popped into my head. (laughs) No, I love that. It's so true because when you, um, you know, can create an image with your, with your mind, you're literally sending out a frequency, bringing that to you and it's activating, you know, your RIS. And so that's same reason when you're like, Oh, I think I should get a white Mercedes. And you end up seeing it everywhere, everywhere. And that's what I think is cool. Cause like I put Costa Rica on my board way before I moved there. That's Um, awesome. And I was just like, well, I never even been to Costa Rica. Where's that from? And now it's like, I go half the year. So it's like, and I think that it's so important to have things that are tied beyond the money for sure. Yeah. It's experiences. I, yeah, I love Costa Rica. It's so beautiful. I love it. I can't wait to go I, back. I bet I, I need to go back. It's wow. If you haven't been to Costa Rica, go it's yeah. the, the nature is unbelievable. I like definitely that started my healing process. Cause I was right when we <laughs> broke up, but it was right. so soothing. It's so soothing. Um, Oh, I remember what I was going to say earlier. I just saw the word patience. How do you <laughs> love it? I'm like, where, <laughs> how have you stayed patient when it comes to just everything that is on your heart and like your mind and your soul? Cause I know like you believe if it's meant if you just see it in your mind, you're like, okay, it must be mine. But I feel like it's on my board because that's something I have to work on every single day because I'm, I like things like now, I think like most of the world, cause we're so privileged to have everything in the matter of our hands, but how, how do you handle patients? Is that something you've been naturally gifted with or something you've had to work through? Oh, definitely. It's something I've had to work through for sure. And I think everyone's going to have to work through it at some point because we're in a culture of instant gratification. You know, you order something on Amazon and it gets there immediately. And so we've been wired that like, we're supposed to have this instant gratification lifestyle. For me, I actually did an exercise when I was pretty young. And I remember Googling all of the entrepreneurs that like lost all their money or like that struggle because I wanted to find proof that success looks different than I thought it did. And so like Vera, there's a a real going around right now. That's like Vera Wang didn't design her first wedding dress till 40. So Mm. I spent a lot of time reading like about Oprah and her struggles. And I was like, oh my God, okay, this is normal. We're good. And so that helps me with patience because I, I think a lot of us look for evidence that certain things are possible. And so I started thinking like, okay, it doesn't matter if my income goes like this, or it doesn't matter if my success goes like this, because it's all relative and like, it's all connected. And I think it's just that trust that like, it's going to come eventually. Like it's impossible for it not to come eventually. And I think it's really about navigating that gap between where you are and where you want to be. You know, you can navigate it by trying to grind your way through it, or you can navigate it by being like, I'm going to have the time of my life. Yeah. You know, like, what else am I going to do? Exactly. Yeah. I have a, I have an affirmation that comes up on my phone. It's like something around the lines of like, it's coming. Oh, what does it say? Like, I just read it now every time, but it's like, it's already coming. It's done. Just enjoy the journey. Like it's, it, <sighs> I need that reminder. Cause if not my monkey brain takes over and I will kind of grind a little bit when I should not be. <laughs> oh, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. There's another quote that's, um, 
I love the fact that I don't have all my abundance at once. And that's something that I use a lot. I'm like, oh, I love that. I don't have it all. This is so fun. I can't wait to line up with more in divine timing. (laughs) Yeah. Cause then you can get curious. I'm always telling my clients, I'm like, get excited. Be like, oh, I wonder how it's going to come. Like, yes. How how am I going to get this? Or the client, the soulmate. It's like, just get curious about it. Yeah. Playful curiosity is like so beautiful. I'm like, ah, why is this limiting belief still here? This is interesting. Let's tinker with Mm, this. (laughs) That is so fun. Were you obsessed when I was like, I'm assuming you were when you first found NLP? Because we did that at like the same time. It was 2020, right? Yep. Yeah. It was 2020. I think I found it in the end of 2018, 2019, but I didn't immediately do it. I was like, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to finish my, I'm going to finish my NASM master fitness coaching, whatever first. But yeah, the second that I like start, cause I started researching it obviously before I signed up and I was like, Oh my God, this is like the hidden, you know, Secrets. gem of subconscious mind. Like this is, yeah, it was love at first sight. And it really helped me during like me navigating, leaving bodybuilding and mm. extreme dieting. It's saved me. Yeah, I love it so much. I was obsessed. I was like, what? Like, where's this been all my life? That's what I kept saying. I was like, how has no one told me this stuff? Oh my gosh. I could not get over the fact that it's not taught in school. I marinated on that for a month. I was riffing on my stories. Like you guys, neurolinguistic programming is not taught in the education system. They're like, okay. Yeah. People (laughs) think I was like, no, you don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) My mentor, people would be like, you have to be in schools. And he's like, that's not my purpose. You clearly have a passion for it. You teach this in schools. He's like, no. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool too. Like even whoever's listening to this, um, if you don't want to go to NLP school, you can just hire someone that understands the subconscious mind because I don't want to say that we're dumbing it down, but being able to just to explain it in layman's terms when, because obviously we both, when we, we were new to it too yeah. at one point and it takes some time to really break it down. But once it clicks, once you take that red pill, like there's no turning back. And I call this being spiritually bulletproof. Like once you really realize that your thoughts create your reality, it's no matter what's thrown at you, you're you almost can't. like break up, you lose your job. You're like, all right, how am I going to manifest my way out of this one? Like, yeah, it's a hundred. Like I, I was, I tell people all the time. I'm like, I can't even like tap into the version of who I used to be when I was like full with self hate and negative. Cause I was just like, I know too much now. I'm like, there's just, I don't believe it. I, I can't even go down that road. And I agree. And I agree. Like, cause some people are like, oh, I should take this NLP. And I mean, not saying not to, and you can hire coaches that can give you the experience yeah. of it and teach you along the way. Cause the experience of like a breakthrough session or just like understanding all of it, like the timeline, I'm like, oh, I love this stuff. It's- oh my God. I know. Yeah. And then when you go to masters, right. I know that you just did your masters too. When you go to that and you learn the breakthrough sessions, it's like, Wait, I can literally completely rewire everything for someone in four hours. It's insane. Like what? And it's so crazy because before um, an exercise that I also do is I did a scan of my day before I woke up Mm. and before I woke up to this work. And it was basically like, I would call my mom on my lunch break and complain. And then I would sit with people at lunch that were talking about how much they hated corporate. And I would be like, oh my God, my my whole environment is me basically being a victim and like talking about things I don't want 
all day long all the time. No wonder yeah. I was stuck in it. <laughs> Why do I keep attracting this stuff? And I'm like, Courtney, look at your language. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it blew my mind. Have you ever, have you ever been to Tony Robbins? Or do you like, to, do, you, do you vibe with I him? I love, yes. Vibe <laughs> yeah. with him hard. No, I haven't, I haven't been. Courtney, yet. you have I know. I I'm, just went and saw Abraham Hicks and that I was like, that. yeah, that was like, for, I just felt like I had to go see her first. I've been, she has been she is like my rock for the past like 10 years, but Tony Robbins, I saw that you went. Oh, girl, was it incredible. Yeah. I mean, like, cause I know, you know, this, I know, you know, about getting into state and I know you do it, but he does it on steroids. Like I just, yeah, so yeah. he was one of the found or he was, you know, in that circle of the original. Yeah. With Richard NL- Bandler. NLPers. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure like, you know, like the ring of fire and NLP where you can, Mm-hmm. step into that state of confidence like I do that all the time before I have to take a big like jump in my business and I'm like all right boom throw that ring of fire <laughs> on the floor and I'm like okay when's the last time I was super confident okay but really why can't I find a state of being right now but yeah it's it's and just the energy of the room and that's what you get when you're like in masterminds yeah. and group coaching and stuff and especially when you're in person it's like the energy there is next freaking level you just yeah, you just go quantum leap is really what happens. Mm-hmm. Like I met so many amazing people. I know he's doing a virtual one in March, which I know is good if you, but I, I think he might be doing another in person in November. If you can get down here, that's in, usually in West Palm. I say, go, I'll go with you. Like yes, <laughs> I'm I would obsessed. Love to go. He is fun. He's like the one of the, the king of the, like the whole, I mean, he's the best coach in the world, really. Like, yeah, he is. He's awesome. He is. What other mentors do you look up to? Because I know you said Abraham Hicks, who I, for the longest time, when I first heard about her, didn't understand Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks because I, I thought that was like her partner, like her 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 man, like until someone me told me. Okay, <laughs> everyone's confused at the beginning. I had to listen to herself like nine times until I, I did was not like, what get is it. a vortex? What is she talking about? And I think that that also reminded me to like when I'm speaking in my community to like you know. To, make it understandable because yeah. when you're first listening to Abraham, it's like, okay, she's channeling something here. Is she two people? Is she seven people? Yeah. <laughs> basically like, Abraham. What? Yes. And you know this, but like for whoever it's like Abraham is um, the source is like the higher power that is channeled through a woman called Esther Hicks and Jerry Hicks. Oh my God. I got married. them flipped. Oh my God. Oh, I do. No, you probably did it. Like some, I do all the time too, but yeah. So Esther is like the actual woman's name, but Abraham is like the source. Uh, and then Jerry Hicks too, I think has passed away. Um, oh. unfortunately, like maybe a year or two ago or something, but, and that's also beautiful because as she channels, she'll reference him and it's not a sad reference. It's like, anyways, Jerry is saying mm-hmm. this. I'm like, it, she, she preaches that like non-attachment of like, you know, when you lose someone you love, but yeah, she was a big person. Um, looking at my bookshelf right now, there's so many. Jen Sincero was one of the f- first um, books that I really read, like cover to cover, um, that I loved. Uh, Gabby Bernstein, I just kind of recently got into her stuff. Um, I just so read her many. first book, a first book of hers a few months ago. Super attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are so many, and I think that I toggle between like what I need the most then mm. sometimes I need more masculine. Sometimes I need more feminine. You know, when I need my ass handed to me, Brendan Bouchard. 
is like a Give really it to you straight. masculine energy in my yeah source in my life. But yeah, there's so many amazing mentors out there, and like the space is growing like crazy. It which yeah, is it is, which is good because yeah. it's like it's just making a bigger impact. Um, yeah. Before we wrap things up, you mentioned masculine and feminine, and I and I feel like I can't remember when I started following you. Um, I feel like though when I did, uh, you were more in a masculine stage because I remember then you shifting and t- opening up about being more feminine and like taking the baths and just tapping into that energy. How, how has that, that's been my story. I've been very, I mean, we were bodybuilders like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> very masculine. How has that journey been for you to tap into your, to your feminine? Yeah, I actually, um, I have a feminine empowerment coach that I use a lot for mm. that kind of stuff. Her name is Brooke Kalen. Um, and I'm actually in one of her like programs right now. I'm constantly like investing in stuff that I need at that time. And I feel like masculine and feminine, basically like it's energy that exists within all of us yeah. and everyone's like balance your masculine and feminine, but trying to balance it is actually what exhausts so many of us. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like everyone has a different level that works the best for them. And I started realizing that masculine energy is actually not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that I started thinking that it was bad that I had masculine energy and I'm like, no, 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 we need masculine energy to like get stuff done. It's like the container and the structure. Yeah. Uh, but then like feminine energy going down that rabbit hole. Oh my God. Like just play and love and like relaxation. And it was like, it was the same thing we were talking about with manifestation. Like once I took that pill, knowing that it was safe for me to shift mm-hmm. into feminine, especially the the toll that it has in your relationships too. If you yeah. are more of a masculine energy person, then you're, you know, your partner is going to naturally shift into the feminine. So yeah. I think balancing that and balancing it with running a business is very interesting. And also just like realizing you're going to have different phases of life. Yeah, I really so like when I shifted all in- that when I shifted into feminine, it was crazy how leads would come in different. Things would come in different mm. because my energy was different. So that's, so and now when I shift, when I shift into masculine, now I'm like, uh Oh, we're doing it again. Okay. It's not bad to be here, but like get the masculine stuff done and then shift. Into, and then shift back. Yeah. What are your favorite like feminine? Cause for me, like I see masculine as like the working out and the doing versus like my feminine is more of like my rest and chilling and receiving. And like, for me, I like baths and, um, walks in nature. What do you feel are your go-to? Uh, I would just say like anything that, um, feels like play at all. Mm -hmm. So I can even be working in my business and be super feminine. If I'm like laying in a field, looking up at the sky, like thinking about stuff, I'm like, Oh, this feels like play to me, you know, or like traveling jumping in waterfalls, playing with dogs, rollerblading, like just anything that just, you know, makes me feel like I'm in that flow state of like, okay, this is me as I am enjoying life, playful curiosity, trusting ebbs, flows, you know, and then the masculine is like, you can tell when you're in the masculine. Yeah. Like it's so interesting. I love that you just said that. Cause I had such a flow day, like total download of, I was telling you in the program I'm working on, like it was just so ease and so flow. And I took like a break and I danced outside and it was, I was still working on my business. I really love that. You just said this right now. Cause I think I needed this. I was still working on my business, but I was in my feminine state and it was just yes. so juicy. It was so juicy. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I, um, I've even been like, not saying that I, I'm trying not to use the word work as much because mm. I noticed that I'd be like, yeah, I have to work later. And I'm like, I have to work. No, I get to play later. 
And so now I'm kind of playing around with like in the creation of spiritually shredded, you know, like flipping between the two different energy systems and being like, okay, how can I have more fun in the creative process? How can I be more feminine in the creative process? Mm -hmm. Because when you're putting together a program, they can feel it. People can feel like, whoa, she was really, she was probably really in her feminine when she wrote this. This is nice. And just like trusting, like, you know, if you don't have a a framework completely locked down, you can still have a 50 K amazing, awesome launch. Just being like, I'm going to be channeling this to you and owning it. Right. We're going to be like, love it. Awesome. She's channeling. Yeah. Cause your energy doesn't lie. Like that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I I definitely say I have to work and I know that it's so funny because it's like, we know these things and we're human still, and we fall into patterns and I'm going to say that I'm going to say, I get to play today. Ooh. Yeah. It's not, I just started doing it. I'm like, Oh, I get to play later. Like, what time are you playing till? I'm like, till I feel like I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> That's know. awesome. I saw yesterday that you were, you were, I just went back to it. Did you see me? I just said you were working. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> and if you, if you say working, you're totally good. I'm just, I, it's something I'm trying. I do like belief hat exercises. No, I think that's great. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, let's see what happens when I say play, but I still use work all the time and working out. I'm yeah. always like, I'm, I'm playing out like what? Maybe we well, can make that a thing. My middle of the night thought the other day, I was like, the English language is so weird. We have hell. Oh, good morning. Like such like right. energy to some of our words. And I'm like, why, why, why do we speak this way? <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. That yeah. Was my- language is language is a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah, it is. And even when you're, when you're on autopilot, the words that you use to describe your life, it's like, you know, even just saying, Oh, I'm so confused. You're going to literally, you could, you could convince yourself that you're the most confused person. If you're actually the most clear you've ever been. I've done that. I've had to overcome the word overwhelmed the last few weeks. Cause I just had a lot going on, but I was like, I'm creating more of this. Why am I saying this? Stop it right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I do crazy. the same. I'm like, um, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm just so excited about all these things right all now. These opportunities. <laughs> so yeah. intentional. But what I was saying was I saw that you were, you were creating and working at the beach. And I think that's, I don't know how you I do that. So much done. I don't, it was a hot spot and uh, it was all about me playing around with like, I'm, I was writing the sales page for spiritually shredded. And I'm like, where do I want to be when I write this? Mm. And I went there and it was my most productive day I've had in, I don't know, four months, like hardcore wow. productivity. I was like, wow, it's just so interesting. Just shifting your environment and also just, you know, playing around with like, where can I receive the most downloads, like I could literally talk for 40 minutes straight on just nature and how many, how many breakthroughs I've had just in nature in general. Oh, so it's awesome. so amazing. So yeah, I think that anyone that's building a business or like, even if you're just reading a personal development book, make it like a ceremony, take it somewhere new, get outside, connect with nature. I know it sounds so like, oh, spiritual, but it's crazy the downloads that you get when you're outside and especially if you're a projector in human design or I was just you, thinking about that. If you that. have a lot of open centers, like my whole chart basically except for two is all open. I'm like completely opposite. wide open. Oh, obviously oh, so you're mainly defined. I'm mainly defined except my root and my crown. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's so it, ugh, human design is so amazing. What yeah. are you? I'm a Manny Jen. And I'm I had a, a feeling you were six two. Jen. Okay. Cause I think you told me you yeah. were a manager in the DMs a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a projector. 
Yeah. That, I think it's so cool. It's so fascinating. I'm still learning. I got my chart written and everything and I've learned like, you know, the basic things, but then the whole connections and numbers that I I'm not there yet. No. Yeah. I'm in a course on it and I probably going to be studying it for the next like 15 years because there's so much to human design. And I think it's cool because with spirituality, you know, you get pulled towards different things at different times. Yeah. So go down the rabbit hole. And then when it's time to shift into, I want to study masculine feminine, then go ahead and play with that one. Full permission to just follow where the inspiration is taking you. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Have you ever heard of man? No keys. I think I told you this in the DMs too, like gene keys, gene keys. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a huge book on it and I'm like, I can't go down this rabbit hole right now. But one of my really good friends in Bali, who's also a coach, she'll always send me little stuff like, hey, Gene Keys this, Gene Keys that. But that's probably the next thing I'll tackle. But I just finished tackling the um, arrows in human design. Like if you look at the four arrows at the top of your chart, they can tell you oh, if you're yeah. more masculine or feminine. And I thought that was super. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you meant the specific and non-specific manifesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, so specific is apparently masculine and non-specific is feminine. Oh, which I just learned. Yeah. That's but so yeah, cool. if you look at your arrows, you can see like specific and are you, wow. do you know if you're a specific? Yeah, I'm specific. specific. Yeah. Me I, too. Like, yeah. I wrote out my entire apartment and got everything to the point where like yes. my bathroom was too big. And I was like, okay, I got to be more intentional about what I write about. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. That's so, yeah, I, I'm specific too. And I think that even if you're non-specific and you look at your arrow, yeah. And, you know, you still want to use specifics when you're manifesting, but you're going to use more like feelings and not be yeah. so attached to that. But if I don't have a really specific manifestation, I kind of, it affects me for sure. Like I need to get really specific with it. I'm, I'm the same way. I tell my clients that too. I'm like, if, I mean, you have to have some target, but then focus on the feelings if you're non-specific, because it's like, how, right. what is it going to feel like versus knowing every single detail of the outcome? Yeah. And it's like, it's this or something better. Yes. Like always. when I was manifesting like Costa, at, when I wanted to meet my partner and like move to Costa or whatever, it wasn't Costa back then. I think it was Bali or something. And that ended up being Costa it switched. I'm like, okay, well I, everything else it came together, but it was just a different, different location. Yeah. Oh, surrender. But, like yeah. that. There's always the right plan for you. And sometimes just learning to trust that like I think that's the biggest thing is like just trusting that everything's happening for you at the end of the day. Yeah. Trusting and surrender is something that's never not going to be like such a big part of manifestation because it's so easy to be like, why aren't things happening faster? Why is it taking me longer? But it's like, you're actually ahead of schedule. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, oh my God, you're ahead of it. Like, I'm ahead. No, I feel I'm like, nope, you're way ahead of it. Like everything is uh. good. I love it. Oh, I love this. This conversation is great. I feel like I could go on for hours. <laughs> Me too. Um, well, let's wrap it up and then definitely love to have you on again. What would you say are your main success habits, whether that's like success in your terms, health, spiritual, like what would you say your main habits are that support you and being your best self? First thing that came to mind was fitness uh, a hundred percent and not the extreme fitness, like really, you know, the spiritual side of fitness of like Mm self-care and self-love. Um, if I ever am not taking care of myself, that stems from like, I don't feel worthy of stuff. And so I always kind of lean to like self-care 
is like one of my first things that gets me in the receiving mode. And then other habits is probably just like making sure that I'm showing up for myself and my vision every day, even if it looks a little bit different. So at first it was like, I need to talk on stories every day, or I need to share this every day. But then it became more like, okay, the most successful version of me is just showing up for her vision every day in whatever way feels best. So I think like breaking away from like, I have to do these three money-making activities every day. Instead, it was like, I just want to show up for myself, take the best care of that I can with my body and like put myself out there and just like keep sharing my my vision and, and just don't turn around is the ultimate key to success. It's just simply refuse to turn around and you're going to get there eventually. Yeah. I love all of that. What would you say if you had to give like a book or a resource for anybody listening who wants to just get, dive a little bit deeper on some things that we talked about, any that you recommend that supported you in your journey? Abraham Hicks is the first thing that came to mind <laughs> because she really was, you know, um, a huge part of my journey, but even just, um, Rebecca Campbell's Oracle cards, you know, that's mm. something really kind of fun that you can do to, to touch base with your, uh, with your intuition. Um, Jensen Sarah's books are really great. A specific book. I feel like honestly, like when my mom, um, was helping me change my life, which I told you guys about. She said, go to the personal development section at Barnes and Noble and just allow yourself to be drawn to a book. Ooh. And, and it's really fun to play that game and I'll still do it on my stories. So if you're listening, go to Barnes and Noble, go to the personal development section and just be drawn to any book and just start there and try to read one book at a time. I read like five at a time, but it's a work in progress <laughs> and just like doing personal development every, everywhere you go. I'm sure you did that, but it wasn't really a, a specific book. It was almost like every single day, whether I was cooking or like pretending to work in corporate mm -hmm. or whatever else, always having headphones in, you know, or if you're driving, listening to something on YouTube, YouTube is like my favorite platform um, to yeah. listen to stuff like that on. So, yeah. Yeah. I've learned so much. Like there's podcasts nonstop and it's like, just immerse yourself in it because your subconscious mind's picking it up anyways. Yeah. That's even like win. listening to subliminal messages while you sleep. Yeah. That is fun. Yeah. Oh, so fun. I wake up, I'm like, I'm on fire. Why am I on fire? <laughs> I'm like, Oh, it's a direct hit when I was sleeping. This is great. I think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and lastly, well, two last things. What What's next for you? Any fun projects or any fun travels? What are you? Yeah. On? So I'll be back in Costa Rica soon. Yeah. Probably like, I don't know, maybe March. Uh, and then, uh, other than that, I actually want to make a new travel vision board and pick out more places that I want to go because that's a big motivator for me when it comes to manifesting. And then Project Spiritually Shredded is my baby. We yes. did a, um, a beta group a year ago and it was absolutely amazing. And then we're bringing it back now as my signature group program. So it'll be, it'll be opening in like four to five weeks, something like that. And then yeah. I'm just going to continue developing. It's yeah, it's a, it's. The whole premise is to basically act like you're prepping for a bodybuilding show, but you're not. So it's like you're prepping for your dream life. So there's going to be a fitness component, but it's going to be very spiritual. And then they'll also be doing a full manifestation course as they're in it. I love that. Fun. I was going to say, I, I remember when you brought it up and the name, I was like, oh, that is such like, oh, I don't want to say clever because I feel like clever doesn't even give it. it. It just flows. It's so catchy. It's so catchy. Thank I you. love it. Uh, 
Um, thank you so much for those of those who are listening and want to find more of what you do, learn more, learn how to work with you, follow you, like where, where do you hang out? How can they get in touch? If you want to share anything else about your programs, share, um, yeah, cause I yeah. know you're probably going to be interested. Yeah. So Courtney Meadows fit, um, is my Instagram handle. I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes, but yeah, for sure. Um, everything is on there right now. I am going to be having a podcast and YouTube channel opening soon. Um, which I'm so excited about because I amazing. love your podcast. And it's like, yeah. it just, oh, I'm it's, so excited for you to have on. Ooh, it's going to be, be fun. Yeah. How long have you had yours for? Two years. Yeah. Oh, I took a little amazing. break, but it's fun. Do you have a name for yours yet? Um, I think I'm going to go with never settle sister. Cause that's the name Keep of my, but some, but some people are saying like, Oh, do you spiritually shredded? So It'll be interesting to see like where the brand goes, but, um, yeah, with spiritually shredded specifically like the name, it was so interesting because I, I thought fitness and manifestation combining them. I was like, how can I find a name that's spiritual, oh. but it's also about fitness, you know? So, um, but yeah, just Courtney Meadows fit and I do a blend of different things. I always say like, I am my niche, you know, I am my brand. So I do spiritual business coaching, manifestation coaching, uh, fitness coaching, life coaching, mindset coaching, but all for like the woman who is very ambitious, looking to like step into their greatness and master their subconscious mind. So Heck yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I'll put all the show notes and links um, in the description box below. I keep having this thing that keeps coming up. So I'm going to say it. Have you ever thought about doing a retreat? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all my, I'm staring at my like list of manifestation um, stuff for this year, but yeah, I'm going to be doing a retreat the end of this year. I wanted to do it in Costa Rica. So I'm just trying to decide if I'm going to do it there during rainy season. Oh yeah. Because rainy season starts in May, but apparently it's really pretty there during rainy season or I, I might just do a, lo- a local one in Florida first. I was there in July. It was rainy, but but oh yeah. So you went during rainy season. Yeah. But yeah, it was apparently fine. it's still gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, keep me updated. I would love to learn more. Um, Thank you so much for being on, for sharing so much wisdom. I can't wait for your podcast. I know I'm going to be binge listening to that because I just love everything that you you embody. I think that's like the biggest thing. It's like you embody what you support your women, um, your, your clients with. And I think more of the coaching industry just needs more of that, that love, that connection, that purpose that isn't just attached to money. You can just tell you're so passionate about it. Um, and I'm just oh, really excited. Um, I'm so happy you were on, but I'm really excited to see, um, where life takes you. Yay. I love you so much. And that's what we were talking about at the beginning. It's like, I was so attracted to your authenticity and how open you are to your community and what you do for women. And I think that it's really beautiful to find other women in this space that believe in that value of authenticity, because it's not always the easiest to step into, but we would have never found each other yeah. if we didn't, you know, and what you build <laughs> is so incredible. That's why I'm always jamming you like, Oh my gosh, I love Thank this. You. This is incredible. So yeah, you should be so proud of yourself. And I'm so happy that I was on this. I'm like, let's just keep going forever. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll do another one. I would love that. But um, thank you so much again for being on. Thank you everyone who listened. If you loved it and valued, please screenshot tag both of us and let us know your takeaways. And if you have any questions, let us know. Maybe we'll do a round two. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. 
If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.